The following is an encore presentation with super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Now for super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Good evening and welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. This evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time, that's 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And today is Sunday, February the 10th, and this is not an encore presentation. This is live. This is Sunday, February 10th. And we are back here in beautiful Austin, Texas, after a week in frigid New York City, um, where my mom was celebrating her 90th birthday. So it was worth going to the, to the North Pole for. <laughs> and Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here with us to make the show run. And we have another great program in store for you this evening. In a little while after the break, We'll be joined from Houston by Mickey Fine, founder of Mindful Living, certified mindfulness-based stress reduction instructor, and licensed professional counselor. And Mickey will be joining us to discuss the many benefits of mindfulness practice, including mindfulness and aging, and the benefits for mindfulness as we age, as well as mindfulness for children. And her book, The Need to Please, Mindfulness Skills to Gain Freedom from People-Pleasing and Approval-Seeking. And Mickey will also give us a little sneak preview of her upcoming children's coming out in the fall in October. And then later in the program, we'll be joined. We're very excited to be joined by the very well-known, soulful, Austin, Texas, Singer, very well known, he as based in Austin, Texas, but known around the nation, Malfred Milligan, and he'll be joining us to discuss his life in music, and we'll be sharing some of his his music with you, and we're very excited about that. And along the way, I will be discussing getting back on track to follow your dreams with a sneak peek into my book. And throughout this evening's show, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guests. And my email address is drmara, that's dr. M-A-R-A at drmaracarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And you can hear this evening's program again later by going to my website, drmaracarpel.com, and the podcast will be posted 
along with any website links that my guests speak about this evening, uh, right there on my website. And that will be later this evening. But you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly, I mean, not five minutes from now, five minutes (laughs) after the show ends. So definitely not five minutes from now, but you can hear the podcast as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going to blog talk radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash your golden years. And for information about previous programs, to listen to previous shows, to read my blog, to find out about my books, learn about my upcoming course, all of that can be done on my website, drmarikarpel.com. And you can also hear all of the programs that we have done in the last five years on Blog Talk Radio by going to blogtalkradio.com slash yourgoldenyears. And for upcoming shows, information about upcoming shows, to read my blogs as soon as they are posted, um, to learn about any upcoming events, book signings, any of that, um, be sure to follow me on Facebook because you'll get all the up-to-the-minute news right there. So my Facebook page is Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City practicing here in Austin, Texas, and in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and caregivers and for the past few years have been evaluating veterans for PTSD. And part of the time, my office is in the wonderful Veterans Resource Center, Heroes Night Out, which is located in Cedar Park, Texas. And for information about this great resource for veterans and for veterans' families, check out their website at heroesnightout.org. Do you want to contact me? Do you have a question that you want to ask me or some information that you want me to know about? Please feel free to give me a call. My phone number is 512-626-6973. Or you can send me an email to drmara at drmaracarpel.com. Or you can go through my website, drmaracarpel.com, and just click on contact. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512 512- Two six one seven nine zero nine, or send him an email to rdevere, that's E-V-E-R-E, at austin.rr.com. And his book is also available on Amazon. And this evening's program is also sponsored by Storyhouse. Storyhouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have Storyhouse open to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. Storyhouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512 296 
752. Okay, so we're going to take a brief break. We're going to play a couple of our commercials. And when we come back in a very short while, we will be joined on the phone by Mickey Fine, founder of Mindful Living, and she will tell us all the benefits of mindfulness throughout the life cycle. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Worried about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years. Specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia, Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. And we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone from Houston, Texas, we have Mickey Fine, who is founder of Mindful Living, and she's a certified mindfulness-based stress reduction instructor and licensed professional counselor and author of the book, The Need to Please, Mindfulness Skills to Gain Freedom from People-Pleasing and Approval-Seeking. Welcome, Mickey. Hi, Mara. How are you? I'm okay. Thank you so much for joining us on the program this evening. I'm glad to. I'm glad to. Um, And I had the opportunity to read your book while I was traveling to and from New York. (laughs) Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad. Thank it, you. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I I hadn't really thought about mindfulness as being a a way of dealing with people pleasing and it was it really makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. So, you know, before yeah. we get into that though, maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about your professional background. Yeah. Well, um I've had more than one career. Uh, I used to be a certified public accountant, and I did that because my father wanted me to, and now my ex-husband wanted me to. I didn't like it. It was it was not for me. And finally, I kind of started waking up and to my own people-pleasing. I'm not sure that's what I would have called it at the time. But 
so I left that and I went back to school to become uh, a psychotherapist. And during those early years I, of, of that work, I realized that I needed some help myself. And so I ended up um, hearing about meditation. And so I, uh, and at that time, nobody was giving classes and it was kind of foreign. And I went and got a little book and I started practicing for myself. And then I saw uh, a PBS special called Healing in the Mind. And it showed um, the founder of what I teach now, which is called Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. His name is John Kabat-Zinn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, yeah, I love him. <laughs> yes. And so I saw him on television, and it just it struck me so deeply that I went and got trained to, to teach mindfulness. And um, mm-hmm. I've been doing that. I'm in my 25th year of teaching that, and I'm, I love it as much as I did in the beginning. and know a lot more, too. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been following... John Kabat-Zinn, since his book came out, Wherever You Go, There You Are. Yes, that's a long time ago. That's what, yeah, that's what hooked me in. Um, so, you know, for some listeners might not know what mindfulness means. They, they might think yeah. that it just means that you have to, like, sit and try clear your mind and not think about anything. Right, right. <laughs> well, m- mindful, I'll, I'll give a... a kind of a working definition of mindfulness. So mindfulness is the awareness that arises when we intentionally choose to bring our attention into the present moment. And as we notice what's happening, uh, whatever it is, we purposefully let go of judgment, critical thought, and preconceived ideas. So we come really to a more um, truthful awareness about what's happening because so much of what we, uh, what we experience is based on our perceptions. And sometimes our perceptions are just, they're just that, right? And so we, mm-hmm. can, we begin to see things a little bit differently. And so the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction course um, is an eight-week course, and it, we, we work with um, a formal practice of mindfulness, which is setting time aside to meditate, and, and it's simply being aware. And in the beginning, it's aware of the breath and knowing that your mind is going to wander. So there's no need to close to, to um, get rid of the thoughts. There's no need to kind of shut the mind down. It's noticing what is happening. It's not trying to make something happen. Like I'm, when I meditate, I'm supposed to be relaxed and no thoughts. That's not what's going to happen because we're human. And so we often do relax, but if you try too hard to relax or if you try too hard to calm the mind down, it simply doesn't work. So we simply notice the breath, and when the mind wonders, oh, there's my mind just left. And if we judge that, we can notice a judgment, and we shift our attention back to the breath. And there are different objects of awareness in addition to the breath as we go through the class. But then the class starts helping. We start noticing more. And we start noticing what stresses us out, how we get into trouble internally, you know, feeling either depressed or angry or sad. And those things can then be worked with in a way that involves um, acceptance and compassion and kindness with ourselves. And the Mm -hmm. practice 
then, then helps us feel less reactive. Um, we know ourselves more intimately and more kindly. And, you know, we also uh, are able to handle really big stressors much, much more, with much more resilience. And so, like anything else, it's a, it's a practice. <laughs> um, and that's why the class is eight weeks long. Um, and, uh-huh. and a mindfulness practice is, is for your whole life. And so, but mindfulness, even without lots of practice, you can practice informally. Like, you can be mindful of anything, right? I'm sitting in my office in, in my home, and I can see out my, into my garden, and I see a bottle brush tree, and it's beginning to bloom, and that makes me feel kind of, you know, like, oh, that's really nice, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we can notice and appreciate our lives. If we're going to eat ice cream, be there for it. Let go of judgment of the fact that you're already eating the ice cream, right? Right. <laughs> and and if and if it's a difficulty, then there's there, it's this is kind of probably beyond our um, conversation because I know we only have so much time. But there are ways of handling even difficulty by staying very present and non-judgmental, and it helps us be less reactive and be able to be more resilient and to have a choice about how we re- respond how we respond instead of react. Right. And I, and I really, you know, I really appreciate that definition because I think um, a lot of people say, well, I can't meditate because I can't turn off my thinking. So I'm right. good at this when really they're right. just human. You can't turn off your yes. thinking because you're a human being. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, once you, once you have practiced for a little while and you start letting go of the struggle to make something else happen instead of letting the moment be as it is, that there becomes a little more kindness to yourself. Of course, yes, this happens to everyone. And if you're in a group practicing, you know, you say, whose mind wandered? Every single person will raise their hand. <laughs> and, there's a, and I think that, that it's, a, it's a very kind it's a practice that can help us to be kind to ourselves, to know that we are human and that we're part of something bigger than ourselves. We're connected to everyone else. We're mm. just like every, mm-hmm. we don't have to, we don't have to kind of say, Oh, I'm so messed up. I can't meditate. And look at all those other people. They can meditate. They're, everybody's meditating now. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we can be, it brings, it can bring a really a, a big sense of kindness to ourselves and, and it helps us to deal with perfectionism too, because you you mm-hmm. have to you have to let go of judgment of yourself, and nobody's ever perfect. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could go on and on. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to it, but I think there's that's a really good. You made the, you hit yeah. the you hit the high points. So okay, good. I want to I want to talk about your book for a little bit because okay. you know I think this is. Uh, when I when I was reading it, I was you know kind of going along and saying, yeah, well, you know, I I would say that probably I used to have a need to please, but I've I'm over it. I don't have that need yeah. to please anymore. And then as I was reading, I was like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, I can I I I do that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I 
you know, even when we don't realize that we have a need to please, there are things, maybe residual things that we do that cause us to feel uncomfortable. And so, you know, can you talk a little bit about why this need to please um, causes problems for us? Why is it not such a great thing for us when we want to live a passionate, joyful life? Yes. So the, the, the first thing is I think that everybody wants to please people. We all want to be recognized and to be loved. And so some of that is, is, is very natural. But, and when it, becomes, when, it, when, it, when it becomes almost like an addiction, then and it's out of fear rather than love, then we get into problems. And the way that, that people-pleasing comes about is that we want unconditional love when we're young and we don't get it. Some people are abused. Some people are, just have critical parents. Some people just never have their parents let them make decisions, things like that. So it can come with everybody. You don't have to be an abused child. But when you don't get that need met in your early life, you're it's like the hungry, you're like a hungry ghost. You're looking for it everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so we, I think it, that needs to be said. And the, the way that, that chronic people pleasing gets, into, gets us into trouble is first, if it comes out of the fear of being unloved and the fact that you're, you can't get it anywhere else, um, mm. especially if you've been abused. So that, so, and, it's it's an interesting thing that uh, we start doing things for other people. Everything everybody wants you to do. You don't say no to anything. You jump in to help, even when it may not be warranted. Um, and because we're trying so hard to do a good job, we mess it up because we're feeling mm. anxious. We we there's a sense of chronic niceness. And and so nobody ever really sees us if we're if we're being chronic if we're being chronically nice and just like oh yes I'll do that and oh everything's fine and then mm-hmm. here we are left with no one really knowing us and and what's even worse is because we are so focused outside ourselves we don't know our we don't know ourselves we don't really have a way of um, following our own path, of living with joy, of and, and actually taking care of others with love rather than fear. When it comes out, of, when that caretaking comes out of fear, like I have to do this and oh my God, if I don't do this, then I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get in trouble or people won't like me and then I'm going to be all alone. And well, I mean, mm-hmm. all those kinds of things, we just... It's just so hard, and so so those things happen. And with with mindfulness, we can come to awareness in the present moment and actually notice what's happening in our experience, which may be there. I am people pleasing. We mm-hmm. we may also hopefully um, practice some formal practice or some meditation practice which even if your mind is wondering, 
you will feel more relaxed, you'll feel less reactive. So it tends to lower our reactivity overall. So we can feel mm-hmm. less reactive to our that need to please. And then the informal practice of being present during the day, whether it's eating ice cream, like I just mentioned, or having someone ask you if you would help them, and maybe you don't want to, or you can't, but you do anyway, that, that we can begin to notice those times and stop for a moment, take a breath, maybe one or two breaths, and then that little pause gives us more choice to either say no or maybe to say, you know what, I need to check on some things. Let me, let me get back to you. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a, um, a psychiatrist who, um, named Viktor Frankl, who, oh, yeah. uh, yes, you, you know him, huh? <laughs> um, he, oh, yeah. he, for those of you who don't, he was, he was in the Nazi war camps. And this is an amazing mm-hmm. thing for a man of that experience to say. He says, between stimulus and response, there's a space. In that space lies our freedom and our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our happiness. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so mindfulness gives us the moment to pause between things, between somebody saying, I need you to help me. Oh, I, can you come over to re- tomorrow really, you know, early in the morning? And you're like, oh, I don't want to. I, 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 I need to take care of myself. I've been sick. So mm-hmm. there's the, the, the space between the stimulus and the response. And that right. can be very powerful. That can be very powerful. And mindfulness also yeah. teaches us to be more in our bodies and to notice our minds and our emotions. And um, we come to greater capacity to once again, respond instead of react. And there are lots of other things that we could say, but I know we're, we've, we've got a time. Yeah. Limit. Well, I was thinking about this in terms of caregivers and, uh-huh. um, you know, so I'm a long distance caregiver. So I see my mom who's up in yeah. New York like every couple of months. And when I'm there, I'm there for the week, um, often living in her building in the guest apartment. So of her, um, senior residents so I'm like right there and I was mm-hmm. thinking about how and we're having worked with a lot of caregivers as well yes. that when you get into people pleasing when you have that need it can actually be kind of dangerous not just for your own health but also for the person that you're a caregiver for mm. I'm curious I have a question for you how how so how, how might it be dangerous in your mind well well, in terms of your own, I think your own health, I think that part is obvious. Uh, you just yeah. do everything. You run around and maybe do things that really aren't necessary because you don't want set with you. Um, yes. Or perhaps they ask you to do things that maybe really are not a good idea for them, but you don't want to upset them, so you do it or you let them do it. It might be dangerous or, you know, they may say, I, I can walk by myself. Don't help me. Oh. Um, and you don't oh, want okay. them to be upset with you. But then there's also the part of dealing with the staff 
if somebody is in a community like a nursing home or assisted living and, and being very fearful that you're going to upset the staff if you aren't assertive and tell them that, you know, something was done wrong. There are always things that happen where oh, the staff does yeah. not do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I help. think that somebody who is a people pleaser may not say anything about it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So now I understand. So, so when we practice mindfulness, um, and as I said, we have that, that ability to pause between the stimulus and the response. And this takes practice. Um, and the meditation helps us to feel less reactive. We can actually begin to give ourselves comfort and uh, in the fact that we have these people-pleasing thoughts and feelings and, and behaviors. And, and that can help us also to feel a little more um, confident when we when we give ourselves a break, you know, and and we also begin to know that we're connected to everyone, and that may actually help us feel connected, which may help the people pleasing be a little bit less. So mm-hmm. we start, and so when when the staff says when the staff doesn't do what they want, they are supposed to, and you're, and then you're trying to address it or you'd like to address it. But those thoughts come, Oh, don't do that. There'll be, you know, maybe they'll, who knows what's going to happen if you upset them. And sometimes it's not really much of a thought. It's just so automatic. But when the people pleasing thought or feeling or sensations arise and we're present to them, we can actually catch those thoughts and feelings and sensations maybe earlier than we normally would. And sometimes what happens, I think, is that we, we have a thought, oh, no, no, I can't do that. And they'll be so upset with me. And then there's an argument with yourself. And then you judge yourself. Mm-hmm. And then there, you kind of slide down the slippery slope into either anger or depression, and it gets big. You know, the, the mm-hmm. feelings get big, the thoughts get big. And so if you notice a little bit earlier, because you are present and you are noticing what's happening in the mind, you catch it earlier. So you, and, and sometimes with a thought, you can say, it's real but not true. Hmm. Real but not true. Or I don't know if it's true. And right. we can notice that there's judgment in our thoughts, and sometimes we can let we can let that go, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so that helps us to feel a little more capable of of taking that moment between the stimulus and response, and and saying something, or maybe we can't say it. We can write a note, right? We can have some alternative, right. and I think also. With, with mindfulness, people begin to, um, as I said, we're, you know, we feel more connected to, the, to, the, to everything and everyone. And we won't talk about that because it's a, too big of a subject. But uh-huh. when, when we feel that, we may have more compassion for the staff mm-hmm. when they make a mistake. And we may be more willing to be kind instead of like, 
you know, when we do say something, then, uh, you know, get, giving them what for, right? Right. Not that a people right. pleaser would do that, but you would feel like doing that, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. this and you know when we're doing everything for everyone, it engenders um, anger, resentment, um, and we may not really even know that it's there. But there's anxiety and depression and anger and resentment. Those are all kind of options. Um, and with mindfulness, we kind of get out of that. And that helps us to be more assertive. Right, right. So with assertiveness, you know, we can say it kindly, mm-hmm. but strongly, you know, this yes. has, it has to happen this way. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I think, I think, I that, think also, I, I think that that um, when we when we are mindful and decidedly keeping judgment out of things, we can find really kind ways to to speak, and mm-hmm. it, and it's, it can be quite powerful. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. You know, how does mindfulness, how can it be used by somebody who, you know, an elderly person, somebody who mm-hmm. is already at that point where they're, you know, they're they're being taken care of? How can mindfulness yeah. help them? Well, there, you can practice mindfulness meditation. And I have um, several meditations, guided meditations on my website at livingmindfully.org, and uh, and it sounds like that'll be on the blog, that, that address. Um, and I also mm-hmm. think that there's some, some informal things to do, like at any given moment to open your eyes and see what you see, to and, and see it like you've never seen it. Like if you're, we have the ice cream example, Imagine you've never eaten ice cream before and you're going to eat that so that you really taste it. Live your life as if it matters because it does. Mm-hmm. So you take ordinary repetitive experiences like um, eating, walking down the hall, and you pay attention in that moment. And it helps us to feel more appreciative and when our minds are in the moment, when we're in the moment, we're less anxious because anxiety is about being out in the future. So we help right. ourselves to to be to um, to 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 stay to stay here. And and then when we're not here, letting go of judgment when we notice that we're not here, and coming back as often as we can. And we can do that by uh, making something a reminder. Um, and it might be like every time you uh, walk in and out of a certain door, every time you go to the restroom, maybe every time you maybe you have a, a, a phone that rings fairly often, the that phone ring to make to make some sort of reminder of something that happens during the day, making it a reminder to take a breath and to notice the activity of your mind for a few moments. Um, and then also mm-hmm. to to plan something to do mindfully, taking a shower, 
eating your ice cream, looking at your your daughter in, the, in her eyes and really seeing her, things like that. So the, those, mm-hmm. and I think when we also when we feel um, sad or angry or we have a people pleasing moment, to stop, take a breath, and notice our bo- that what's happening in the body and what's happening in our emotions. Now that's mm-hmm. that. That said. Um, I would have people, I would invite people to try that and not, not really believe what I say until you try it for yourself. Uh-huh. So some of those right. informal kinds of practices may be, may be nice. So I know that you are coming out with a children's book in the fall. I am. So maybe I you am. can just give us a little preview of that. I would love to. <laughs> It, it, is, it is absolutely from my heart, and it's called. It's titled "May All People and Pigs Be Happy." Uh-huh. Uh, it's How a book. Title. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So the book um, teaches um, what's called loving kindness, and in the tradition that I teach in, in the mindfulness tradition, there's a loving kindness meditation where we repeat. Mm-hmm. Well wishes to ourselves. May I be safe. May I be healthy. May I be happy. May I be free. Things like that. And so it organically teaches um, this loving kindness meditation to kids. And it follows a, the story is that it follows a little girl um, named after my goddaughter Claire. Uh, and Claire has a stuffed pig named Pigolina. And so through pig through um, Claire's life, different things happen so that the pig teaches her loving kindness, first for herself and then for her parents and then for someone she doesn't even know, but she saw them and she thought, oh, we'll give this, this person a, a well wishes well. And then someone she's angry with and then the all beings and all, all, may all people and pigs be happy. And so mm-hmm. it's a, we have lots of really, um, wonderful endorsements from um, world famous meditation teachers and and school teachers and principals of schools and we're and we are absolutely and my husband illustrated it so we've had a partnership here and it will be it will come out in October of 2019 so we're about eight months away. Wow, that's great! Good luck with yeah. that. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, uh, you really know, starting early it. with children is wonderful. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> with all the, you know, there's so much bullying now and all sorts of things mm-hmm. that, that um, and, and, and big challenges for children. So um, to, to help a, a child be able to yeah. cultivate that, those qualities inside of her or him, that would be, I think that's beautiful. And it, uh, it comes from my heart. So um we're looking forward to getting it in the hands of yeah. lots of kids. That's so. wonderful. So if people are interested in finding out about your your um, mindful living and mm-hmm. your course and and any and your book, um, the need to please, and then when your next book comes out, when the children's book uh-huh. comes out, where can they do all of that? Well, I my website is living mindfully. Dot org. Um, if for some reason you didn't, you don't, you're not spelling that right. Um, you can just look up my name, Mickey M I C K I 
Fine, F-I-N-E, and that'll that'll take you to a you know search that name, and it'll take you pretty much uh, instantly to livingmindfully.org. And I have information about the books. There's some guided uh, meditations. There's information about my classes, and and more information about mindfulness itself, so that you can. Um, this is you know a fairly quick conversation, so. Um, and there's a lot to know about mindfulness and there's, and if anybody has questions, um, there's a way to contact me on my website and you can ask me any mm-hmm. question that you like about mindfulness and, and my books or anything in them. So I'd be happy Great. to do that. Yes. Great. Yes. And yeah. that I will post on the website post about this show later tonight. So People can just go to my website and they can just click on the link and it'll take them to your website. Super. So, okay. Uh, well, I, I invite so anybody to, to get a hold of me and I'm, and I thank you for the, for the opportunity to talk about mindfulness. It's my passion. Yes. So I like telling people about it. Yes. It sounds it. And, um, I I really appreciate it. I think it's a really important topic. I think right now we need mindfulness more than ever. <laughs> yes, I um, think so too. I think people are just react very reactive and yes. um having mindfulness and ha- taking that space between the be- between the stimulus and the response is really important. <laughs> yeah. So thank yeah. you for that. And um, well, I and we'll have appreciate. Have, yeah, we'll have to have you back on the program when your children's book comes out. Oh, I would love that. I would. I would yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, I'm, let's stay in touch. I'm, I'm, I will do that. And um, uh, to everybody out there, um, I hope you have a good night. All right. You too. Okay. You have a very good Take night. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye bye. All right, so we're going to take a brief break. We have lots more to come, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Worry about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the facts. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaracarpell.com. And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And before I talk about getting back on track um, toward following your dreams and before our guest musician, Malford Milligan, comes on the show, let me just fill you in on some news. So we were away for a couple of weeks um, 
and uh, I was up in New York visiting my mom and um, celebrating her 90th birthday. So that was my big news. <laughs> but while I was there, or right before I went, um, the my latest blog was published in Medium dot com on thriveglobal.com dot com and in and while I was there it was also published in savannaheast.com. So that uh, blog is the same one in all three is nine ways to surrender into two thousand nineteen and to dissolve the wall blocking our creativity. And it is tip number two in my series, um, Living the Passionate Life in 2019. So I'm doing a series at the beginning of this year um, with tips to get going along your path or getting back on your path. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that exact topic this evening um, without giving away the whole blog. You can find the blog by going to my website, drmaricarpel.com, and just go look at my blog page and it'll be there or you can go to medium.com or thrive global or savannah east and you'll find it at any of those places by putting in my name and um, the other really big news that i didn't announce the last time is that this coming wednesday february the 13th I will be interviewed live on Facebook Live at 12.30 p.m. Central Time um, by Judy Maggio, who is the former anchor here in the CBS Evening News, and she is currently on PBS, KLRU, which is the local PBS station here in Austin, Texas, and February is devoted to aging in Austin uh, as the topic. So. Judy will be interviewing me at 12.30, and you can watch it live um, by going to KLRU's Facebook page, and I'm sure you'll be able to watch it on tape if you're not able to watch it live at that time, and um, I will post the link to that after we do the interview so that you can watch it. All right, so I'm excited about that. And if you're in the Austin area or Killeen area, I will be at a book fair on March 9th in Killeen, Texas, at the Convention Center right next to Ford Hood. All right, so there's that. And I have a book signing here in Austin, but I think that's just a private book signing at a community. Um, The course. Living the Passionate Life is set to launch on April 15th, and it's available for pre-sale now at half price on my website. And this morning, I checked out to see what my rankings were with my book. And in the category, in its own category on Amazon, the category it's been published in, it was number 29. So it jumped up all the way to 29 ahead of one of Eckhart Tolle's books, one of my favorite authors. So that's really exciting. All right. And um, again, if you want to find out anything new that's going on, follow me on Facebook because I'm always posting new things on um, my Facebook page, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. All right. And so I want to talk about this topic of getting back on track. And the reason, you know, I, I did, talk a little bit about it the last 
show, and the blog is about that as well. But, you know, around this time in February and, and late January when I wrote the blog, I think a lot of people start to give up on new a new intention that they might have set at the beginning of the year or um, they sort of get bogged down with life as usual or feel overwhelmed. And, you know, it's kind of cold and um, dark. The days are shorter and we don't have as much energy this time of year. And so it's kind of ironic that at the beginning of the year we set these new intentions and then we go into this sort of phase of hibernating. Um, And so I wrote a blog about it because I sort of hit that wall myself where I just couldn't write. And I I said that I was going to write a blog a week and I was going to send out a newsletter every week. And I fell behind. I wasn't doing it. And um, I, I felt like I really couldn't focus. I felt really tired. Um, And the harder that I tried, the more difficult it became, kind of like what Mickey was talking about in terms of mindfulness. The harder you try, the less creative you feel. So came to the conclusion one day, I was sitting and writing. I, I decided, well, if I can't write a blog, what I'm going to do is just start writing anything every morning. And this is a really great practice. There is a, a book that came out about this, you know, called Writing Your, you know, Writing Your Morning Papers is the practice and the, um, I forgot the name of the book. I think it was, I forgot the name, of, I forgot the name of the book, but it's a famous book about writing. And so the morning papers basically is just writing anything. Um, just every morning just sitting and writing free association. And so I decided to start doing that, but not only writing free association about anything, but also going back and looking at what I was writing and being mindful about it, like in using the writing as a way to be mindful about what I was saying to myself. And as I was sitting and writing one day, all of a sudden these words started appearing on the page that I felt like it was almost like my hand was moving and I wasn't the one thinking it. And it basically, um, let's see, but I, if I can find that, what I found, what I said, I wrote it down. Ego creates self-doubt and a feeling that I need to prove myself, but to whom? The ego, and to those who might state out loud what ego has been whispering all along from within. Then I remember that after this one goal is achieved, ego will pat me on the back, wait just a moment, and then ask for more. I got so caught up in feeding this ungrateful and insatiable force within that I forgot that I'm already living the passionate life with all of its ups and downs, ebb and flow that are, after all, necessary parts of the journey. And when I wrote that, I realized that these deadlines that I had set for myself, that every week I would write a blog and a newsletter, this was something that I created. And so it's okay if I decide, no, I'm not going to do that. 
I'm not going to write a blog every week. That I might take a couple of weeks to write a blog. That's okay. Um, I'm not going to get an F for doing that. I'm not going to fail anything. Um, and you know, it's it's quite all right. And if we take into account, as I said, that the days are shorter and um, it's cold, this whole country has gone through a freeze. And our natural instinct this time of year is to kind of hibernate, go inside and rest. We want to sleep more, and that's okay. So having set the intentions, perhaps at the beginning of the year, although we can do it any time of the year, it's just traditionally we do that at the beginning of the year, then it's okay if we rest. And we see it as a rest and not giving up, but that is a time to let those ideas sort of gestate and um, and we take time to just rest and and think about it or 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 clear our minds and not think about it because sometimes the most creative ideas come about when we're not thinking about what we're doing, you know, what we want to do. If we give it a break. And an ebb is really an important part of the process. If we're always flowing, then it we don't have as much creativity. We're just we sort of end up going on autopilot when we're constantly trying to flow and have our creativity go all the time. We sort of end up on autopilot rather than taking time to rest, clearing our mind, taking a little vacation, um, going to sleep, meditating, spending time doing mindfulness, a mindfulness meditation um, practice. And I do highly recommend um, checking out some of the practices that Mickey has on her website because I think they're really powerful that gives us the time to actually take that break between the setting the intention, the the stimulus, and then the response, which is to to churn something out. So in that break is where the most magic happens. That's when we start to get those, aha, I had this really creative idea. Maybe it's a little bit different than what I had originally planned. If we constantly are going forward, we're not noticing those forks in the road that may take us in a better direction. So rather than thinking about this break, this time where we're not feeling as creative, rather than thinking about that as going off track, and we have to get back on track, um, instead thinking about it as a time to let the creativity bubble, take a break to let it grow, Um, then we are giving ourselves more opportunity. Um, We're giving ourselves more compassion. We're in kindness, as Mickey talks about, so that our ideas can flow more freely when we berate ourselves for not sticking to the program and doing it the way that we had said that we were going to do it. 
When we do that, we actually stomp down some of that creativity. We stunt our own growth. So giving ourselves a break, being kind to ourselves and saying, okay, it's all right. It's a break. I, I'm confident that by taking this rest, more creativity will flow. When we do that, we allow more to flow. And in fact, when I did that, when I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to take a, a break from this. I can't churn out uh, a blog a week right now. I don't have the energy to do that. I feel like just getting in my bed and snuggling under the covers. When I allowed myself to do that and said it's okay, then I started to have more ideas. You know, and I spoke about it with Kathy Sparrow, who been my writing coach since I started um, the book, um, and I, I talked to her about it, and she said, well, it sounds like you have a blog just in writing about what happened when you didn't feel like writing, and that was really perfect because I started writing down my thoughts about um, what was interfering with my creativity and going back and looking at my own book um, to come up with ideas about how to feel better about it and how to get myself back into feeling comfortable with taking a break. And I opened it up and there it was. Um, I wrote a whole chapter about taking a pause and that's what I realized I needed to do. And I looked at the, the section of that chapter about um, the, let's see, I, I'm opening the book right now. Um, I'll give you the, the 12 pauses on track and keep from becoming depressed. And also know when to pause. Those are two chapters, chapter five and chapter six, that, I reread and it helped me to be able to um, see it, to really see that I hadn't been knocked off track and to start feeling more creative again and give myself a break and not push myself to have a blog a week or, um, you know, at some point I might feel like that. Perhaps when the sun starts shining more and the weather starts warming up, then I will start to feel like writing more frequently. I will have more energy. Um, and in the, in the blog that I wrote, I talk about it as surrender. And, you know, when we're feeling really blocked, a lot of times we want to wave the white flag of surrender, of giving up. But waving that white flag is not necessarily a sign of defeat. Um, the dictionary definition, Webster's dictionary definition of surrender is not defeat to be defeated. It is to cease to resist. And it's that resistance that causes us to have more anxiety and more anger and more more of a more resistance, that feeling that we just can't do it. But when we surrender and we cease to resist and we radically accept that at this moment I just feel like sitting here and resting, or I just feel like getting under the covers 
and not writing, then we're completely accepting what is without trying to resist it, acknowledging that the punishing demands that we've placed on ourselves are just that, our own doing. And paradoxically, this practice of complete acceptance without resistance can help us to make the most lasting transformations within ourselves and in the world. So we realize that we are already enough and that we don't have to prove anything. We're not doing this to prove anything. Because if we're on our path of following our dreams in order to prove something to someone or to ourselves even, to our own ego, then we have lost the whole meaning of it. The reason that we follow our dreams is because we're following our passion. And our passion, following our passion, brings us joy not just when we achieve it, along the journey. We may never get to the end point, but if we have enjoyed the journey, then it was worth it. Um, If we feel punishing of ourselves and we feel like we can only feel happy once we've achieved these goals, then we have lost the whole meaning of following our passion. And as I said earlier, um, our ego will just pat us on the back and say, hey, that's great, you did it, congratulations. And And within a few minutes or a day or two days, our own ego will tell us, okay, so, you know, what's the next goal? <laughs> this isn't it, you know. There's more. And you never really get to enjoy it if you don't, If you tell yourself that you can't enjoy it until you reach your goal, because there will always be a new goal. But if we enjoy the journey by not punishing ourselves, and yes, sometimes we have to re-motivate ourselves and and get ourselves back on track and and inspired, but we're we're moving from a place of inspiration and joy not the not a place of desperation, feeling that we have to achieve this goal and not berating ourselves for for not achieving it exactly the way that we had said we were going to do it. I mean, what is really the prize? What would really be the prize if I had stuck to my goal and said I have to do a blog a week? You know, it's there is no there is no prize if I'm not enjoying it. So, and and the and the blogs might not be very good because I'm just trying to push them out rather than allowing myself to be creative. So, that's I think the most important part of this. Um, but then, you know, as I said, I went back and I looked at at my own. Um, recommendations for pausing and and started doing a few of those. And one of the things that I started was meditating. And I had been I had been saying to myself, I'm going to meditate every day. I'm going to meditate every day. And I wasn't doing it. So I decided to use that time where I wasn't creating to sit and meditate. 
and use mindfulness meditation, which is very powerful. Um, you know, what, what Mickey had, had just recommended earlier in the program is a very powerful form of meditation. And that's where all those insights come from when we allow ourselves to pause and look at what we are saying rather than trying to push away any thoughts. It's not mindfulness meditation. Noticing our thoughts helps us to have these insights. And and I wrote about it in the book as well. There are many forms of meditation besides mindfulness meditation that can also be extremely helpful in relaxing enough to let the creativity flow. And then being sure to eat healthy food is part of getting, staying on track. So a lot of times during the winter, um, when the days are shorter and it's cold out and we feel more tired, we tend to want to eat more sugar because we think that sugar, we, we may not even think about it, but we've it's almost innate that we know that sugar will give us more energy. But it that energy only lasts for a short time and then we crash. And so we get into a cycle um, of eating more sugar. And, and this actually can interfere with our thinking and with our mood. So being more mindful of what we eat is really important if we want to stay on the path towards following our dreams. Um, I think especially at this time of the year, it's important to be more mindful of what we're eating. And, you know, take that cue where you feel like you need to sleep more and actually try to get to sleep more. You know, don't try to stay up late at night and when you have to get up early in the morning, don't push yourself to, you know, to stay up late at night and say, well, yeah, I'm going to be more creative at night, so I'll, I'll do this now. If you have to get up in the morning, you really do need the sleep. And the more sleep that you get, especially right now, you, need, you really do need more sleep during the shorter days then your brain will actually start to function better. Uh, Most of us are sleep deprived. Exercise. Exercise is extremely important um, to help us to stay motivated and inspired. I noticed that um, the days that I exercise, I feel much happier and more joyful and more inspired and enthusiastic than the days where I don't exercise. You know, I take breaks in between, I, but I, I noticed um, when I was up in New York visiting my mom, it was extremely cold. <laughs> um, and it was, you know, it was hard to be outside and get around, getting around and doing things. But the, I noticed that the days that I walked on the treadmill, I had more motivation to do it, to do whatever I needed to do. Well, the days that I didn't get on the treadmill, I felt more like just doing nothing. Um, practicing gratitude is one of the fastest, fastest ways of getting out of a funk and to be re-inspired. 
Um, it helps us to focus our attention on what we already have and that we already have enough and are enough, which then increases our joy and helps us to move toward our goals with joy and inspiration rather than desperation. If we go toward, move towards our goals out of desperation, um, we have we don't have as good of a chance of manifesting our dreams or enjoying our journey, as I mentioned just before. And practicing generosity and kindness. Uh, I speak about that quite a bit on this program, but when we are generous and kind, it increases our own joy and our own inspiration to move towards our goals and to follow our dreams. Um, detoxing ourselves from negative thinking. Um, winter is a great time to spend detoxing our own thoughts. Um, so looking at some of those negative ways of viewing things and, and asking ourselves, is that really true? So it's, it's a good time. This is really a great time to put into place mindfulness meditation. Um, where we can look at our own thoughts and question them, no matter how small, to follow your dreams so that you can feel like this is not um, getting off track, that you're still on track. You're just slowing down for a little while. It's an ebb. So do one thing. You know, write, if you're writing a book, write just a sentence or write down an outline of some ideas or look up online, do some research about an interesting topic that you're going to write about or read um, someone else's writing that because you become a better writer when you read other writers. So use this time to, to just take one step forward so that you can see and feel that you are, you are still moving forward. And Schedule one day in the week and at least one hour each day to just do something completely unrelated to what your goal is and to just have fun. Watch something funny, go to a funny movie, spend the day with friends or family, and just enjoy yourself. Just immerse yourself in completely enjoying yourself in that, in the moment throughout that day and throughout that hour every day. Taking that break for joy is the best way to jumpstart that feeling of joyfulness and inspiration to move towards your dream. Okay, so on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we have some very joyful uh, a very joyful segment and something for you really to enjoy. And that is we're going to be playing the music and speaking to the singer of that, of, of that music, Malford Milligan, Austin, Texas musician. Um, we're really excited to have him on the show and you won't want to miss it. So stick around. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. 
Don't forget to listen to Dr. Merrick Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Worry about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years. Specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia, Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com.
having me. I appreciate it. Now, I just want to let you know when we speak like this, sometimes there's a slight delay. That's so, okay. I'm good with it. Okay. <laughs> so we were just listening to some of your music while, while we were waiting for you to call. I was just really enjoying it. Um, Art just played for us your song, I'm Glad to Do It, and then and also played tune? Good Day for the Blues. It's great. Oh, okay. Well, Good it's Day for, for the Blues is my old friend. It was written by David Grissom. And uh, people always ask me, do you get tired of singing that? I go, no, it's my old friend. And so glad <laughs> to do it is becoming my old friend, especially in the Netherlands. Uh, you know, next week, I'm, I'm headed over there. Oh, great. Yeah, um, maybe do, you could uh, tell me. We're going to do uh, about 14 shows. And then I do a, a, a TV show, and uh, I'm going to be over there for five weeks. Away from my newlywed wife. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I'm, I mean, this is truly the woman of my dreams. That's wonderful. Yes, ma'am. So, so maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about your musical background. I know it's a, a lot. But the short version. <laughs> the short You're version is when I was, I didn't start singing until I was about 29. Uh, I listened to music up until that. Uh, a lot of the stuff uh, from uh, bebop to, um, um, you know, just normal jazz, um, rock and roll. To, I listened to everything I could listen to because it was so amazing. I mean, Journey, Steve. He does all the stuff that Sam Cooke does, you know, and just uh, just amazing stuff. And so I've listened to a lot of music. So now, unfortunately, I have to listen to music that I wrote because I'm old and I have to I have to learn how to I have to learn the, the music. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
So, and you've played all over the place with like really well, other well-known musicians. I really have, to be honest with you. I've been, I've been, uh, we opened for the Allman Brothers. I played with Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Uh, I played all over Northern Europe and into Southern Europe with Greg Hawk. Uh, I've been really, you know, you know what? I've been really blessed, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. I never thought I would get out of Elgin or Lubbock, Texas. And I've seen uh, the hours. It's amazing. Wow. And how many albums are you on? I don't know. Probably about 20, 27, something like that. You know, wow. I, have, I have good parts on stuff. And um, I have my albums. I, I don't even know how many albums I have. I don't count. I just keep making records. That's what I do. That's great. That's great. Thank you. So Thank now you. you're heading for the Netherlands. Um, have yes, you been I playing am. around? I've got a, what do you do? I got an album out yeah. over there called Life Will Humble You that's doing really well. I'm heading over there on February 14th through March 19th, and uh, I'm going to work it out. That's great. So, and are you going to be playing back here in Texas anytime after that? Yeah, I am. In Austin, April 16th through the 21st. Where are you playing? I'm playing at the Saxon Pub. We're doing some stuff at Wedos. We're doing an in-store at Waterloo Records. We're also doing some stuff at Green Hall. Um, you know, just you know, just to get the record out a little bit in my hometown and stuff like that. Because I love mm-hmm. Austin. Austin is uh, probably one of the most creative markets you're ever going to find. There's so so many great musicians. So much stuff happening there. Even with, um, you know, with Google moving in and all that kind of stuff and, and housing prices rising, musicians find a way to do it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and I know you have a big following here, being your, but especially since it's your hometown. Yeah, you know what? I have a good following there. I'm lucky. I'll be there in April, and hopefully they'll come out and see an old fellow sing his new album that's basically about being, you know, 59, 60 years old and the regrets, but also the highlights of my life. You know, I have a, mm-hmm. I've been really fortunate. You know, I didn't, again, I didn't start singing until I was 29, so I've been singing for 30 years or so. And so I've been so lucky to play with some of the great people like Bonnie Raid. Chris Christopherson and just you know just great folks yeah wow so now your out your CD is it out is it out already can people well, it's buy out it now on Malf- it's, it's, it's out on MalfordMilligan.com uh, it's out in Europe apparently it's you know I haven't been there yet I'm going there on Thursday but apparently it's re- receiving rave reviews uh, we're lucky, and uh, people are buying it, and hopefully the shows will be, you know, really uh, packed. Mhm, mhm. So now, um, MalfordMilligan.com is that also where people can can buy your other music and and yes. find out where you're well, playing? Well, not the not the other music. They can buy uh, "Life Will Humble You," my new album. Okay. Yeah. 
That's where they can buy that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where can they and get uh, all, again, your, if, all your other music? Well, you know, that's a good question. If you go to uh, <laughs> BMI, uh, they have my publishing. And if you go to, I'm trying to think of a record label, there's a label that has uh, my first album I ever did with in a, uh, my first studio album. And I can't think of the name of it. My apologies. I'm, you know, I'm 59. Okay. Things don't work like they used to. <laughs> well, I'm sure people could Google it and they could find your music. Oh, please. Please do. And, and yeah. buy that out. And that album, and that's on your website. And also, do you have a calendar of, of where where and when you're playing? Um, for the most part, I do. Uh, from the okay. 14th to the 19th of March, I'll be in the Netherlands. I just got married to this incredible artist by the name of Vicky Milam, or Vicky Milligan, as you say. And um, I'm living in Wichita Falls. They got an airport. I said, but it's been a deal breaker. <laughs> and uh-huh. uh, I'm, I'm lucky. I mean, I get to go around Europe and do a lot of stuff. And also, I get to play in Wichita Falls. And I get to play in Austin, which is amazing. You know, there's so many people. I'm so fortunate to be able to, when I go to, a, when I do a gig in Austin, people show up. Because there's so many incredible musicians in Austin, Texas, it's just off the chain. It's loaded with great um, musicians. And, you know, more and more or less at clubs because the rent is just getting high for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, you're well-known here, so people are going to show up for you. They know you're a great are musician. You think, am I well-known? You know, I never know. Yes. People ask me to go. I bought your album. I go, how do you like it? You know, it's, it's just, <laughs> I, I never know, you know. Uh-huh. And, and lucky for me, I just got released in the UK and Germany and Belgium and, um, you know. Wow. And I teamed up, I teamed up with this guy by the name of uh, J.W. Ward, who is, has a label called, uh, you know, basically the family label, um, it, the Royal Family Label. And it is off the chain. He is such a great guy. And we did a video together for the first song that I put out uh, by Charlie Rich, actually. You know, and it's called Feel Like Going Home. And uh-huh. I am, I'm so lucky that I met up with this person. And I'm so lucky that I'm hanging out with Jack. And I'm so lucky that I'm hanging out with all these incredible Dutch Americana and blues players. Well, that's great. Yeah. That's great. So so are these two songs that we played, are they on your new CD? One of them is. So Glad to Do It is on the new CD. Good Day for the Blues is on a Storyville CD that was written. The Good Day for the Blues was written by David Grissom. And I'm so surprised nobody else has grabbed it. It's such an anthem. And it's one of my favorite songs to sing. People always ask me to go, you get tired of singing Good Day for the Blue? Go, no, it's my <laughs> old friend. All these songs uh-huh. are my old friend. You know? Yeah, it was a great, great song. Um, Thank and you. I really, I appreciate you sending it to us for uh, for us to play it on this show. Are you and kidding? for being, 
<laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm I feel honored to be able to play it on my program. Oh, I'm just a person. Yeah. I've got a wife. Okay. I've got a life in Wichita Falls. <laughs> about to go to Europe. I mean, I'm just folks. It's not, you know, when I met Bonnie Raitt, she was just folks. When I met Chris Christopherson, uh-huh. uh, he was just folks. It was not a not a big deal. And I'm lucky enough to hang out with him and because of my friend Stephen Bruton. And I'm lucky mm-hmm. enough to hang out with those kind of people. That kind of level of, of, of entertainment. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. So I wish you the best of luck in the Netherlands. And um, thank you. you I'm know, gonna I, need it because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> and best wishes to you and your new wife. And um, yeah, I hope we get to have you back on the program again when you return I would to. Love to. I would love to yeah. talk to you guys. You know, hopefully I've had haven't overstayed my welcome and thank you so much not at all not at all and you have a good evening and i'm going to uh post your your the link to your website on my website post about this show oh, please later do. thank so that, you so much yeah i really want people to hear this record it's not a it's not it's not a normal out mouth milligan record uh where i'm doing a lot of blues stuff and i'm screaming and stuff like that it's not that <laughs> it's more it's a really more intimate record uh, it's a guy that's approaching 60 and looking back on his life. And, you know, I just, you know, I just really dig it, to be honest with you. It's one of my favorite records. Okay, great. So I hope, you know, people will take a look at my website and they can ju- they'll can they just be able to click on the link and it'll go straight to your website where they can purchase You and it. me both. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a good evening and have safe All right. travels. Tell Mr. Mendoza I said hello. I will. I will. All right. Thank you. Thank All you right. so much, ma'am. Okay. All right. All right. So before Art knocks us off the air, I'm going to let everyone know what's coming up next week, um, next Sunday, February 17th. We have another live show, and we'll be joined from Colorado Springs by a certified health and wellness coach and motivational speaker and founder of uh, um, Elaine Nolte um, tra- Transitional Coaching. Coaching. We have Elaine Nolte, who will be on talking about health and wellness, and also a close friend and frequent guest, jazz pianist, and singer Shara Bourbonnet will be sharing some new songs that we just heard her perform right before the new year. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and get all of the website links that my guests spoke about on the program, go to my website, drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com, and all of that will be posted along with the podcast of this program later tonight. And for upcoming news, follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. And you can listen to this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash Your Golden Years. This evening's program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist, Dr. Ronald Devere 
and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guests, Mickey Fine and Malford Milligan. And, of course, thank you to Art. Thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Carter Erickson on the guitar. Yogi on the bass. We're going to do one more. What do you want to do, Yogi? Good day for the blues. All right, cool. We're going to do the funky version. Guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.